Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and to Aboriginal elders emerging. What's going on, jailbirds? You're fucking locked up in your house and you're still buying fucking jar sauce. This is one of the worst offenders of them all. Carbonara, my fucking ass. Cheese powder, onion thickener, yeast extract, chives. If that's fucking carbonara pasta sauce, I'm the president of Australia. Fuck this shit. Let's make some real sauce. Bam, here's what's in real carbonara. Pancetta or bacon. You can use a bit of speck. You could probably use ham, but I wouldn't. Bit of parmesan cheese, garlic, and fucking eggs. And that's it. Don't be a dickhead and put cream in it. Doesn't need it. Give it a stir. Fucking sweet ass. But you gotta be careful because there's a lot of fucking spitting fat in here. And you want just a pinch of salt, just a fucking pinch. Fucking scrambled egg pasta, and that sounds chat. Bang a little more cheese on it, because cheese is fucking sick. And that's it. That's fucking it. It tastes fucking mad. Don't put fucking jar sauce in your pasta. It's weird. Wash your hands, stay inside, and survive in style, champions. See you next time. Fuck jar sauce. Oh, welcome to the best thing about hell. If you haven't been sent hundreds of links a day over the last month to this guy's swearing cooking videos on YouTube, then the first thing you need to do when ISO is lifted is get better friends. Seriously, everyone in my world has lost their tiny minds over this lovely fellow. He's called Nat's What I Reckon, and he joined Nellie Thomas and I for a Friday night drink. Thank you for downloading this episode of Welcome to Hell. Join us on YouTube this Friday night to see who drops by for a cheeky cocktail. Just check out my Facebook page for details. Bar opens at 6. Get your shit together. I'm totally ready. I'm ready. I was born ready. Yeah, but calm down. Just be All right. Cool, right? Be cool. Okay, I made his carbonara last night. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm reckon. Hi. Hello. What's going on? There you go. <laughs> We've been talking about you already and Michelle told me to calm the fuck down. <laughs> I'm offended by it. So I'm just going to be quiet for a minute. But nice no, to meet you, Matt. Nice to meet you too. You've got me cooking, mate. Ripper. Yeah. 
Like she, this bitch doesn't cook. Nah. So, like, I saw one of your clips. And I love, so I love swearing and I love food. And I'm like, Michelle had been having a hard day and I sent it to her. I said, you've probably seen this. You have to watch this. <laughs> One, the swearing. Two, you might fucking cook something. There yeah. you go. <laughs> and tick and tick. Are you getting that? I mean, you know this is happening, right? You're like the you're you're the hero of ISO. You know that's happening. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I do know that. Uh, yeah, I know people are cooking the, the dishes. It's pretty rad. It's very exciting seeing people uh, post heaps of pictures about it and um, send me messages. It's um, very uplifting. You're like a phenomenon. Yeah. What happened? Well, like, are you a comedian or are you a chef or are you like, well, I didn't, I've never seen you before in my life. And then it feels like all of a sudden, every human being I've ever met in my life links of you in the space of three days and said, this guy's making me happy. He's the only thing that's making me happy. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's blown up. In a big in a big way in the last couple of weeks, the last what four weeks. I've been doing this video thing for ages, fucking yeah. almost ten years or something. I am uh, I am a stand up as well. I do stand up comedy. I actually had a tour book doing a like a stand up tour. I've got like a multimedia thing. Who gives a fuck? Anyway, just that that all hit the, hit the bricks. <laughs> we do. Well, yeah, that's not going on at the moment. Anyway, it's um. So yeah, this was my replacement fill for that. It's like, well, fuck it, I'll just cook some food. It's not like I'm bloody going outside, am I? So it seems to me this is like a weirdly fortunate turn of events. Yeah, fucking oath for sure. That's, uh, that's the absolute truth. Yeah, it's and it's been rescheduled. It wasn't cancelled. It's was just a bit of a heartbreaker. Yes, been working for a long time to get that to happen, and then uh, yeah, to have it all kind of ripped away in a big hurry it was a bit heartbreaking but I, yeah I, I i still make videos i'm fucking making videos of myself in the shower sometimes it, it doesn't stop it doesn't stop and it's certainly not going to stop because i'm stuck inside you've got to have a tv show i love i love people who swear so much and i love it when someone swears in front of me it makes me relax as soon as somebody drops that first f-bomb or god <laughs> You know, ideally a C-bomb. I, to me, I'm just like, oh, thank fuck. I can <laughs> I know that I'm not going to accidentally do it and upset somebody or show myself up or, you know, I, I just relax and I go, oh, I can be myself and, and this is a relaxed person and everything's going to be okay, you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> I yeah, often so- force myself into that relaxation. I'll just fucking start swearing when I shouldn't. <laughs> and swearing at the food, mate. Just and you're not even mad at it. That's what I love. It's just like <laughs> I love that. But this is what people misunderstand. Being an ABC kind of person, you're not allowed to swear. And when you do do live stuff, people are weirded out that you're swearing because they're used to like ABC nailing. You yeah, know, of course, yeah. But yeah. I, that's what I love about it is that it cuts through when you say, oh, the fucking leak, who cares if it's a leak or an onion? People go, oh, normal person. You know, he's just going to show me how to make soup. Yeah. That's it. Far fucking from it. What's your background, Nat? Where's this swearing come from? Well, there's a big answer, that one. we got time, mate. Um, We're just drinking. Um, yeah, I've had a, had a pretty, pretty wild life, I think. 
Um, I suppose I was born into a pretty straight uh, household. Not straight, but kind of very Christian household. Like I grew up in the Hillsong Church. No swearing. No, it's not not popular there, no. No, at least not in the 80s. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what it's like now. But it's... um. Yeah, yeah, I've had a, I had a gnarly journey. I ended up leaving the church and I've had some wild times. I've almost fucking died of tuberculosis. That makes you swear a bit. I had one of my lungs removed, well, most of it. I had a, there's a few sweary moments in there. A lot of mental health problems, you know, that gets you going, gets you fucking effing and jeffing. <laughs> fucking oath it does. Um, I did read today that you had a lung removed. Yeah, most of it. So was that TB related? Like what? That's what's right. Yeah. Oh, and a few sorted other activities to do with my lungs. I'm sure helped contribute. But um, yes, the vast majority of that damage was done by tuberculosis. Yeah. Where does a young bloke like you get tuberculosis? In India, went over with my dad um, when I was a bit younger and kind of lay dormant in me for a while until I got crook with a bunch of other shit. Just a bummer and unlucky, but I got it. I got it. Fucking got it good too. I got better from the TB. I did the quarantine. It's not my fucking first radio here. And, uh, yeah, got better. But the lung just wasn't happy and ended up with um, just complications from it and they had to rip it out. I'm glad they did because it's heaps better now. <laughs> That's like 10 years ago now, I think. So it's certainly not a massive problem. I'm not out of shape or anything these days. Mm. I'm pretty all right. What else, did you do to your, what else did you do to your lung, though? I feel like there was other stuff. <laughs> yeah, I used to smoke a lot of bongs. Gave that a red-hot go for a while. Yeah, I'd, I'd cut that out by that time. But, yeah, I look at some – I did smoke a bit around then. I don't – fuck knows I don't do that anymore. You'd be surprised the amount of people that fucking still get into it. There's a respiratory ward is in business because of durries. Oh, no, I can't, I can't sit here pretending to be a saint and say that I'm not on occasion one of those people hidden in the back shed because I won't smoke in front of my children. Yeah. Well, I'd be there I'd be there doing it too. If it wasn't for them fucking my lung off, I'd probably be having a dairy <laughs> as well. Hey, okay. can I ask you something? Because I saw this brings together food and lungs because I saw mm. that you had, because of your lung issue, you know, over the last however many years, lost 23 kilos or something. And I saw the other night um, that OptiSlim or one of those fucking, you know, milkshake replacement places yeah. are now advertising using the express words immune system. They are clearly basically saying, hey, fatties, you're going to get corona. Nothing's more, uh, nothing's better for your immune system like starving yourself on fucking shakes. <laughs> Exactly. So, A, fuck you, predatory capitalism, asshole. Mm. But can you talk to us in that beautiful non-shaming way about, like, what you can eat mm. and be healthy, maybe even lose weight, but just be healthy? You can eat anything you like. It just depends how much you're eating of it. That's that's the whole <laughs> thing that worked out for me. I yeah. tried all these fucking weird diets. I went on a keto diet. Oh, I've done keto. Oh, gee. Holy fuck. That's a Jesus Christ. Well, and the amount of focus on food that it requires. Well, that's the thing. So that's what started me on that fucking journey. What shit I was allowed to have. Because I remember there's like a, there's a, there's a macronutrient kind of scale. I downloaded the MyFitnessPal. Remember the keto thing is you have to have a certain percentage and a certain grammage of, of carbohydrates and fats and 
And so I, I, I worked that out and then I worked out that like it didn't really matter how much fucking bacon and cheese bloody pies you can eat on keto. You're not going to lose any weight unless you count your calories. Yeah. So I did lose a shitload of weight on keto, but like anyone starving themselves will lose heaps of weight. But hit, hitting the fucking shit out of the gym for a while and being like, what the this fucking pushing shit uphill. And then as soon as I, yeah, I got a little bit obsessed with it for a while. But it's nice. You can just eat whatever the fuck I want. Are you eating um, more, less or same in ISO? I'm probably eating a bit more, but I've I've made those because uh, now you can't go to the gym, so I'm doing the, the walk that everyone's on, that militant fucking <laughs> walk. So I go and do a couple of laps of the oval down the road every day and fucking cooking's turned into kind of my job. So. Yes. <laughs> and I live in a big house here with like eight people, so I'm fucking, we all feed each other a lot and there's a lot to cook and so you eat a lot. Oh, lucky people. Where does the cooking come from then? Is that, do you have a professional background in cooking? Is that a family thing? Yeah, my dad's a a cook in the very fancy Ritz Hotel in Paris. He learned to cook. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he taught you as a kid? Yeah, I mean, he's he's just always been incredible with food. So I've, and I've kind of borrowed a lot from him and learned a bunch from him. He's He's a really good teacher. So. I've, I've learned a bunch from him, but a, a lot of it has been just from I just love eating, <laughs> particularly after when I got sick. After the lung thing, I, you know, I didn't really, just kind of drowning, just sitting still, kind of unable to breathe heaps. So I did spend a lot of time cooking and spent a lot of time at home. So I fucking got stuck into that. Can I, can I just ask, is, is your dad still in the uh, Hillsong Church? Or no, is he, okay, so is he the sort of bloke who would tell a jar of sauce to fuck off? Or is that yeah. just, you know, he, he fed he can talk to fuck right yeah, off? Yeah, I don't reckon he'd be scared to, no. Yeah. Not, it's not a big jar sauce kind of fella. Yeah, right. It'll make you a good jar sauce, though. Yeah, because you've got yeah. me really just talking at the food too as I go, and then I don't even have a jar of sauce, I'm telling him to fuck off at the shops. Oh. Yes, I know, I'm feeling really... Sort of arrogant as I'm shopping now, even though I'm <laughs> there's viruses everywhere I go. I'm really anxious at Coles, but as I'm there, I'm sort of sniggering at the at the canned soup in particular. I'm like, "Fuck off!" Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so up myself now, Matt. Yeah, like, I've turned people into kind of yeah jar oppressors. Real assholes. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
All right. Okay. Well, first question that mm. I have big question marks about is sure. universal onion strategy. So if oh. I could, it doesn't matter if it's a leek, doesn't matter if it's a white onion, doesn't matter mm. if it's a brown onion, doesn't matter if it's a red onion. I yeah. hope you're right, but if you are right, I'm furious because every fucking chef on TV has been telling me for 20 years that I need to have 75 varieties of onion and if I don't, yeah. I'll put the recipe. I know. Well, it's like when we were growing up and there was like a potato. A potato is a potato is a potato. Now yeah. it's like, oh, no, what if I've got the wrong kind of potato for matching? Is an onion an onion? I know. Well, I mean, you can enter that headspace. It depends how delicate a puritanical cook you feel like being that day. I mean, you can go, you can look for the perfect dust cream potato to make the perfect roasted potato or you can just not give a fuck and get on with it, you know. I don't just... I don't yeah. think it matters with a lot of stuff. That's kind of been the direction I've wanted to take. I am a bit that way sometimes for things. I think that's what I've had to calm down a bit. It's just been a bit of a lesson for myself being a bit like, fuck it. None of this matters. I can't be fucked. I hate teaching people shit. Fucking just just whatever. It doesn't matter. It, it actually doesn't fucking matter. Oh, shit, well, the onion's too big. Who fucking cares? Like no. one thing that I've discovered along with your, like, mind-blowing revelation about the onions, which has been, like, weighing heavily on me now. The other thing I've discovered in this ISO period is that you can buy fucking chopped frozen onion. Yes. That's a very that's a very um, family barbecue, Westy barbecue. <laughs> man. So that's frozen a- veg, let's get real, with on the frozen veg front. Mm. So I'm going frozen onion, totally fine. Yeah, sweet. If that's what, yeah, if you want to eat that. Who cares? I mean, fresh peas are pretty fucking expensive. So, I mean, we've got to, we've got to draw the line somewhere. Draw the line. Tick. Yeah. Frozen tick. broccoli, I'm saying no. Yeah, I, hope, I don't think I've had frozen broccoli. I probably have. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds – I mean, frozen's less bad, I think. I'm not super worried about frozen yeah, veggies. Frozen veggies are almost as good. But I'll tell you what, you try and steam a frozen a frozen broccoli. I find frozen carrot never quite comes good. It's always a bit wet. Well, yeah. I think it's because they've been cooked beforehand. Isn't uh, that kind of what's going on? I don't know. Do you know what? I'm getting this very strong sense that you do not give a fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'll move to my next question. Oh, I mean, I just don't give, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter what you fucking have. <laughs> mate, you cannot get the mums of Australia interested and then not give a fuck, mate. <laughs> no, whatever. I don't give a fuck in the respect that I don't mind what you do, you know. Do whatever you like, eat whatever you want, you know. Right I've, I've watched your videos and gone, okay, Nat's got some insight that I don't have. That's teach true. me. I can teach me. Milk in the bolognese. That's the, that's the truth. Milk in the bolognese. What? Yeah. That upset yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking ripper move. It's pissed a lot of people off too. I'm <laughs> 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 laughing like fucking right. Yeah. I know if put coffee, instant coffee in his bolognese. How do you feel about that? I feel excited to try it. Okay. I've seen um, Vegemite. It's been an old classic yep. hit. Yeah, it's just a hard dose of salt, really, isn't it? Salt, exactly. I mean, if you're listening or watching and you use fucking Domino in a jar, knock yourself out, couldn't give a shit. I personally don't. But I do use, on occasion, like a curry paste. Mm. Like a Thai curry. If I can't be fucked, yeah. make my own. 
Well, making it's five curry paste is a bit of a fucking operation. It's an operation. So you're yeah. not against... No, I don't have a problem with Thai curry paste, no. <laughs> okay, good. If Dolio bring out a Thai curry paste, I've got a problem with it. <laughs> I mean, if you can be bothered, I reckon go for it. Go can... for it. Yeah, I mean, I understand this. Curry is a bit of a funny one because you can bug around for ages with curry. And I like doing that. I like going fucking bananas in the spice rack. But um, yeah, yeah. The Thai curry paste takes a bit of takes a bit of uh, patience. Okay, well, let me put this to you, Nat. What what's your personal situation? Now I'm being rude, okay? Because I'm I'm just an, uh, an old lady, and I'm prying <laughs> into the life of a young man who I've, I've developed a fascination with. What is your personal situation? That is there a partner in your life? I mean. Yeah. Are you, yeah, tell us what's going on. Yeah, me and her run the channel together, so she does. The lady behind the camera. Yeah, she she films it, and I uh, I do all the editing, and she does all the designing. She designs all the t-shirts and my logo, and right, and helps me manage all the emails and messages and stuff, or as much as we can at the moment. So yeah, does she's she cook, or do you do all the cooking? No, oh yeah, she she cooks a little bit, but I'm a bit of a fucking bulldozer in the kitchen. I'm just like. <laughs> How about this? How about we have that? How about we have this? And she's just like, fucking no, go for it. So you've got six housemates. Is that eight. right? Eight housemates. So how does that work with ISO? It's just a very populated isolation. It's so a, none of them leave the house? Or like how does it work? Yeah, it's lots of uh, everyone's very, got their head screwed on and it's very high achieving human. So we're all, you know, we sit and have conversations about what we will and won't do and so we all stay comfortable with each other. I have a flatmate who's who's pregnant at the moment too, so it's wow. it's extra it's, a, it's about being pretty careful. So we're all on the same page. But that you know, stuff changes as as things come and we have another chat. I like grown ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's good. You filming though? Is that your shared house kitchen that you're filming in? It is at the moment, yeah. That is that's a sweet looking kitchen. Kitchen. Yeah. It looks yeah, like a set, actually. It looks like a great set. A couple of dangling pans. Yeah. <laughs> we love a dangling pan and a young man. <laughs> and I think today, did you drop a video today that was lamb or did someone send it to me? No, I did today. I dropped it at midday today. Yep. It's a lamb shoulder. Which is love a shoulder. I'm the worst Buddhist in the world. Everyone thinks I'm vegetarian, bub, because I'm Buddhist. But I, I was vegetarian before I had my babies, and then the IVF doctor said to me, "Can you just can you eat some meat while you while mm. we trying to get you pregnant?" And I was like, "Oh gosh, oh okay." That was ten years, eleven years ago, and I have never <laughs> vegetarian again. Do you ever cook veg? Oh, well, you cooked vegetarian. Your uh, potato yeah. and leek soup was vegetarian. Yeah, I made a couple of veggie things. I, I, I eat. I don't eat meat for every meal. That's for sure. Yeah, I like the um. I'm trying to, I'll try and make some more vegan stuff down the line, I think. Husey is full vegan now. Husey went full uh, vegan like about six months ago. But I feel, but he's rich. Like it's easy to be vegan when you're rich because he just pays other people to make his food all the time. How do you be vegan? That seems like really hard to me. Well, but I do think when all my friends have gone vegan, and there's a few, they end up just eating bread, basically. They yeah. eat bread and butter. tater tots. Tater tots. And yeah. So you've got, I mean, Husey, it's one thing. If you can get, as you say, if you can throw money at it, that's a different scenario. Yeah. Fuck me, it takes a lot of commitment to be healthy and vegan. Like, mm. I've got a job, man, you know. 
Uh-huh. Well, this is another food question I have for you because you're you're well known, shall I say, for just whatever fucking stock is is uh-huh. like one of your memes. But I'm like, hang on, if I make a leek and potato soup with chicken stock mm. as opposed to beef stock, that is going to taste a lot different. Can I tell you, I am a slut for chicken stock. Yeah, oh, it's good shit. It's so good. Everything. You know, there's a, there's a veggie chicken stock. It's like a vegan chicken stock, the Masshell one. It's fucking unreal. Really? Just the kind of chickeny veggie stock, really. But yeah, oh, it's pretty how good. Do, do that. Just yeah. now, I'm hearing wildly, but I also wanted to ask you what your favourite sandwich is. Favourite sandwich? Peanut butter sandwich? Yum! Oh, God. On white bread with butter? Yeah, that's it. That's the oh. one. Babe, yum. That's good. Want to know something radical? Yeah. Michelle, you don't even know this. I did not eat peanut butter until I was 33. Is that right? Yeah. How was that? We just didn't have it. You just didn't like it or you just like... I don't know. No, I'll get to that later kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, but it was just not... It was not something... I don't know if it hadn't made it to rural Western Australia. Yeah. Kids who had it, but we, I, we just never—it was never a thing. We didn't I have it. About that the other day when I made your carbonara, Nat, mm. because I—I'd never eaten carbonara for some mm. reason until I was an adult, and then I was in Melbourne because Melbourne's a big Italian town. And but you know what? I bought the packet mix that you were so mad at the other day. That's the worst, as you say, the worst of all, like jars and all that. <laughs> But it's I didn't know that. what it was meant to be, carbonara. So I was making it for years with this awful powder and cream and all this shit. And then I finally found out what carbonara was meant to be, and I right. made it from scratch, you know. And when you when you say, you know, cream, you don't eat it. And I was no. like, as I was cooking it last night, and I was like thinking to myself, cream, you don't eat it. You know, I was <laughs> get in the bin. <laughs> Pretty much still putting cream in, but you don't need it. There's the, the, the cream pasta sauce that's much like it called Boscaola, which is the cream one of those that I think people get mixed up, the mushroom and bacon with the white wine and cream thing. That's fucking unreal. But, yeah, it doesn't need it. It's not like the world's not going to fucking explode if you put cream in carbonara. <laughs> I was saying to my daughter, this is what Italian mums make their kids for, like, like mm. toasted sandwiches, like a basic quick mm. meal, yeah. you know, like a lovely... Yeah, don't know much. Yeah. So how does the comedy work at a live gig? When we come and see that's what I reckon, okay, and we, we love yeah. him because he's the guy who convinced us uh, to swear at our cans of soup and, yeah. Uh, yeah, to fuck off our jars of pasta sauce. When we come and see that's what I reckon live, how does yeah. this work? I mean, you you get a beer or something, you have a seat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll come out of the stage. I've got a seat. Then what? I'm, I'm being a dickhead. Um, the, the show doesn't have a great deal of cooking in it. I'm not sure how the venues would feel about me just cooking a meal. But the show was written before the uh, before the cooking thing. But, uh, I mean, I'm trying to keep it interesting here. I've got a couple of months before we kick it off. So I, the, the show itself looks like, so many types of fucking videos. I make like these crazy face swaps with an old bloke's face. We do the gym, the tease thing, and um, <laughs> so I do a bit of gym. We do a bit of um, I do a bit of like a walkthrough of the shit that's going on with me and the stupid shit I've done on camera. Then we rip into some dumb shit on Instagram, like inspirational garbage, and 
then I play <laughs> videos that I've you know spent months kind of making. <laughs> so I've put like it's like videos and then stand up and some videos and then a beer and a hangout and another video and some more stand up. I do some musical stuff as well. Um, but yeah, I won't give too much away. Can I tell you? I in the olden days when I was in radio, I went to some of these like fancy like hotels where Gordon Ramsay would be performing in a verdict mm. conference. And um he would entertain us in between, you know, courses. Meal, yeah. right? Obviously everyone out the back was actually cooking, but he mm-hmm. would cook the meal, the course in front of us and then we'd all eat it, right? You I mean you could be doing things like that too now. I, I would pay I would pay hundreds of dollars to come <laughs> and watch you do that and laugh and then eat the food and spend that time with you. So I feel like there's this yeah. whole other world that's open to you now to be able to do that stuff if you wanted to. You're the intersection between the reality of Australia and the bullshit fucking entertainment industry of Australia. It's like you're yeah. where all the executives will be looking at you now going, oh, God, Okay, Australia loves this guy. He swears a lot. Yeah. How am I going to, how am I going to try and make money out of this guy? Because everyone's going to want to grab you and own you and be the person who can claim credit for discovering you. And yet they've got to deal with the fact that your whole shtick is about swearing at food. It's like the Mm. reason we love this guy is because he talks like normal people talk. He talks like that's Gordon Ramsay's whole shtick is, you know, holding up a piece of chicken in someone's face and saying, you fucking could have killed someone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate. That's it's right. a kind of separate joke in and of itself, I think. Like you beeping the swearing out is a kind of a, a whole other section of comedy, which I love. It's just That's I get a massive laugh out of listening to myself sense it. It's really funny. <laughs> Most of it's yeah, this has been possible, like one of the most painful periods of my life. I swear to God, it's so hard. And just, I, you're one of the brightest parts of this for me. I swear. And oh, right, and so there'll be a moment where I'll be sitting in a theater or a fucking hotel or somewhere, and I'll see you, and I'll, and I'll just be like, ah, oh, just so mm. moved because I'll think. There he is, that guy who was just the bright spot in my day so many times, you know? Thanks. In a, in a, I mean, how do you, because I know you've done, which I really appreciate and have and done a bit myself, like I love that you do stuff on mental health. Yeah. And stuff and on, especially on masculinity, like fucking mm-hmm. hell, can we please have that conversation in Australia? Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you feel? Like are you able to actually take that in and go, you are, and I mean this 100% hand on heart, you're actually changing people's lives. Yeah. Like, can you actually see that yet? It's a, it's a tricky one. It's hard to it's hard to soak it all in properly. I do try to do that. Yeah. It's pretty overwhelming. But um, I don't have the highest regard for myself, I suppose. So it's a bit hard to really, truly enjoy those things or, even see them properly when you don't have you're not the biggest fan of yourself i kind of don't believe my own bullshit a bit you know you kind of like you guys just think i'm great kind of thing that's you know i do have some you know some very adoring caring friends and people around me that are like this is great people think you're great and 
I find it kind of it's really lovely and it's really touching. But I don't think I truly soak it in. It's nice because I'm not trying to fucking fix anyone or do anything like that. No. Yeah, you're not you're not offering some bullshit hashtag bless. You're just being you. But let me ask you this on that note. Why do you think, like you've got two people in front of you from your own industry mm -hmm. who have never met you before, who get sent videos, you know, up the jacksy, like constantly. <laughs> the jacksy. Why, <laughs> why do you think that both of us are excited to talk to you? <laughs> God, are you because you enjoy my videos. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, and I can tell you're uncomfortable, so I'll move off it in a minute. But I'm trying to say to you that I think in those moments, and I get it, but in those moments where you kind of go, oh, fuck, this is no big deal. And on one level, you're right, it is no big deal. You're just a guy cooking whatever, you're funny, you swear, it's great. On another <laughs> level, it's actually a really big deal because we are not used to authenticity in public life and whether you like it or not, you're in public life now. Yeah. And authenticity allows other people to be authentic as well and wherever they are at. And that is yeah. such a gift. Like it really is a gift, especially for mental health. Yeah, that's a nice thing to and say. You should, be proud. you should be really proud of that. Thanks. It takes balls to do that. It's kind of second nature to me. I mean, in respect to making the videos and doing this stuff, I've been carrying on my whole life. But uh, yeah, to, for it to have that kind of effect, Although, you know, there would be some desire to help people, the avenues of being, as you say, authentic and that connecting with people isn't something that I, f I fully uh, am aware of, I suppose. <laughs> it's yeah. nice that that's the case, but people do seem to relate to me or and they even speak to me like they've known me my whole life, you know. That happens quite a lot. I get sent lots and lots and lots of messages from people and um, a lot of them really lovely, most of them really lovely that people talk to me, all walk up to me in the street and they're like, hey, Nat, how you going? I'm like, you know, I'm also quite an anxious person, so I'm like, hey, fuck, was I pissed and forgot your name? Like, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck your name. Other than that, people are like, you know, overwhelmingly lovely, like you people say. Are. People, people are. are overwhelmingly lovely. So yeah. it's of people who are fuckwits, but people are overwhelmingly yeah. lovely. Hey, speaking of which, Dave yeah. Grohl. Tell yeah. us about Dave Grohl. What happened? Fucking hell, that is wild and shit. Yeah. So I'm a massive, massive Nirvana fan when I was a kid. Just fucking, Same. just as a drummer, he's just a fucking idol, just for most right. drummers, really. But, yeah, anyway, I got a, I made a cameo, which is one of the, like a shout-out service thing for people who don't know what that is. Someone contacted me saying my mate Dave fancies himself a bit of a musician and a and a barbecue <laughs> chef and he's having to isolate in Hawaii, oh. revving up for fucking oh. being stuck in Hawaii while we're all over here. So I, I did, you know, I didn't, I never, I'm never a fuckwit, but I'm, you know, I didn't I fucking didn't know it was Dave Grohl. And then I got a message on <laughs> on uh, Instagram from him, fucking flipped out. I was running around the room like. I'm not usually kind of starstruck. Fucking holy shit. Wow. That was yeah, really exciting. In terms of the, you know, big picture, who knows? If it, I mean, we all know we fucking know nothing. Like if coronavirus teaches us anything, none of us know anything. Yeah. And, but if yeah. we could say to you now, okay, Nat, so, you know, you can have a sitcom. 
You can mm-hmm. have a, you know, a cooking show. You can have a Caesar's Palace with bloody Celine Dion for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. What would you take? What's the dream? Well, the dream is to, oh, I'm not as fucking cheesy as it sounds, is to keep doing what I'm doing and keep fucking making people laugh. And if I can find somewhere that pays some money, <laughs> you know, and I get to be myself and I get to keep doing this without having to fucking sell out in some shitty way, yeah. which I won't do, then that's the dream is to be able to, might be a show where I, you know, float around fucking playing rock and roll and going to shows and meeting people and cooking food and cracking jokes and doing all these things. I'm still trying to work that stuff out. I'm kind of doing, I suppose, what I want to be doing at the moment and for what availability of, mental health space i've got this is pretty good for the moment so i am looking to push this as far as it'll go that's my goal i'm never kind of never sleep i'm always fucking trying to think of something but the great thing is you you're at i feel like you're at an age whatever that age is babe where you (laughs) where you're past that i feel like you're past that age where you'll just jump at anything leap at anything it feels like you're you know, you're ready to um, stay yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, stay your path, stay yourself, be yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. Sticking to my guns. I just think you're the most beautiful creature, and yeah. I thank you so much. Honestly, though, no bullshit for the joy you have brought me during ISO. ISO has been a fucking nightmare. Yeah. For me and personally, and I just can't thank you enough for the joy you have brought into my life. Not to mention the delicious food that I cooked. Thank you so much. That's what I reckon. Awesome. You're wonderful, and you bring joy to the world. And what else could you want from life, really? Oh, thanks. That's a nice butter and up you guys are legends. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, you guys. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. See ya. See ya. 